It was all a pipe dream Watching body boarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe, buying Riptide G'day and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast, the home of bodyboarding. And thank you for joining us on episode 61 of our Verbal Journaling, and I'm your host, Luke O'Connor. Well, today's guest is an up-and-coming wave rider who is pretty darn hot to trot at this very given moment in the bodyboarding realm. Bringing energy, flair, and timing well beyond his years, he has burst onto the world scene in a big way. Taking world-class scouts for the fun of it at this year's Front Tom Pro and backing it straight up with a sizzling aerial display in the most recent Lanzarote Cuomo class. Sporting the elusive yes. Enigma tag due to his unpredictable bougain, alternative outlooks on life and the awe of excitement that seems to follow him wherever he may go. Today's guest is someone who caught my attention from the beginning and have wanted to get him on the potty ever since the beginning of that Scorpion Airverse that was laid out on that live front-on feed in front of my very eyes. Hello, please welcome Reunion Island's very own Robin Legros to the lounge. Robin, man, thanks Hi, for guys. So, as I told you before, I'm so glad to be a part of not this podcast. It was kind of a dream to be a part of it. And what a, what a blessing to, to be sharing my, my story and everything that's happening lately into my life and into, for me, my bodyboarding world, I could say, <laughs> as, I, as I see the, the sport and my passion and our passion, of course. And I'm glad. So let's go for it. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Well, I just want to start from the humble beginnings because I often don't speak to many people from um, from Reunion Island. Like, it's a pretty special part of the world, and um, I don't really know much about it other than that it's yeah. off the coast of Africa, and it's pretty darn beautiful. So, can you give us a rundown what it's like growing up there, and, and what's it like growing up and booging, surfing, wave oh. riding there? What's the go? Okay, for the back in the days, as I can say, like I really started bodyboarding like lately. I started at seventeen, and I was kind of into the beach. I was body surfing for quite years. Like I, I pretty much like like the waves and being in the water for sure. But in that time in Reunion, it was kind of getting complicated. Why? Because of the shark crisis. You guys maybe have heard about it. Yeah, some no, no, few, no, of course. Heard about it. And what did happen? Like in the beginning, it was like kind of choking, but it was kind of normal too. Like you can, it can happen to you guys in Australia, to Hawaii, to any kind of island where you can surf actually, like in Tahiti and everything. And that was kind of, kind of normal at first, but then it's kind of repeat, repeat quite often. And then we can see like it was a big problem for me growing up in Reunion was like, I, I was like avoiding maybe water sport until 17. Uh, I was doing basketball, maybe some running. And then um, I also made a uh, lot of, lot of taste, you know, like football, everything. And because it was the kind of main sport of the, of the island. You, I can say like maybe like 70% of the population in Reunion can't swim. 
Yeah, so, wow. But, but, wow. But that's kind a of huge yeah, yeah, that's a huge that's a huge rate, and it was like kind of um, people don't really go to the sea. You can see like there is fishermen, there is like a, a culture, I can say, but it's kind of dying too because we could like be like tighty maybe I think more connected to the to the ocean and like the people in Reunion like kind of avoiding like people from the sea they say oh, okay there is fish and they don't go say oh, it's okay it's good it's beautiful but they they kind of just go for a swim you know not really enjoying that so as the shark crisis start uh, the kind of um, the economy in Reunion like totally like decrease and was like hard we people from Reunion had sponsors and you can see like Amari was firing at those years like 2011 he was like his craziest year maybe he was on the top competing a lot this guy like Charlie Chaplet too Johan Florentin yeah, I was, Charlie, yeah. Our, yeah it was our big inspiration and I could see those guys surfing into the water and it was like wow yeah, I want to do that one day and as you could see then after that they cut pretty much everything because of the shark crisis and uh, because um, the, the government like put into a forbidden uh decree maybe for to say like if people can't go to the water and if you go you get fine because there is sharks so it was was quite quite avoiding for me because I, I just started bodyboarding at those, at this point. And it was kind of blissed and I was like, okay, fuck, now I want to really do that. And I found my my real passion and they want me to stop. So um, it was like frustrating. The, the sea was closed. Then uh, we could get into the water in Saint-Leu where they where there was happening the off pro more recognized uh, event by the past what's going on berg lords hey if you're still listening to the podcast good work give yourself a pat on the back you've gotten further than 70 percent of all listeners now we'll get back to the podcast shortly but just a big thank you from the guys here at riptide um we really appreciate all the support you know, there's been a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Fuck, so many downs. But, you know, we've persevered and we, we keep pushing. We're trying our hardest to get this book out. There's just been so many dramas. It's not even funny. But, look, once again, the thing with bodyboarders is that we push on and we persevere. Um, now, once again, without sounding like a broken record, we appreciate your support. If you can sign up to Riptide Premium, 10 bucks a month. It's two coffees a month. It's like a quarter of a coffee a week. Come on, boys, let's go. Um, but, yeah, even if you don't sign up, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. And, uh, hey, we'll jump back into it. Here's Robin. So, uh, back into it, um, the government like, could say, like, uh, they stopped us to surf, actually, by putting, like, the some fines. The police was against us. We are... We were like criminals, like in the same as the COVID happening. So we were chasing by us, and then you kind of hide when you get out of the water and everything. And that was kind of frustrating both years. I moved back to France to study, and then because I lost uh, 
some friends into into the shark attacks. Okay, in Reunion. So, what year was this, Robin? If I can just get some clarification. Yeah. Say to me, yes. Sorry, bro. I was just saying, like, what year is it? Like, in, I'm I'm just trying to get like. Um, yeah, two thousand and twelve. Yeah, so you moved back to France in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, actually, for for just for studying and just to move away, also from yeah, the so, shark. And then and they, they, they enforced that one two thousand and ten, the shark. Um, yes, the shark. Yeah, man. exactly. Two thousand eleven, okay. the first uh, um, decree, like the, it's forbidden to go to the sea. Wow. Any and any so activities? Even, it was any activities actually. You could so you just only fish. Down there, you you couldn't like put your feet in. You couldn't. No. You couldn't just go for a casual swim. Wow. That's people really people were doing it, but into the lagoon or something. But any place out of that, it was like not for not 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 a, not allowed. How are you guys handling that? Being on such a beautiful, you know, like from the small. It's crazy. Seen, yes about your hometown man like is in there's so many beautiful reef passages that surround the island and there's so many different outcrops and you've got so many sick setups there that you know yes. unfortunately now <laughs> can't be served like what what was it like i obviously want to continue on down the line but just quickly man like what was it like just at that time saying like okay, it was I'm, like I'm horrible it was horrible because we could see you could see like perfect waves every day Okay, oh. it's everyday glass, and it's it's kind of the best year actually in 2011. It was like huge. Uh, also, also for you guys, I think it was a bigger Australian swell, and it was perfect wind. And I think everyone into the generation could get the best swells ever, maybe. Uh, yeah, for some yeah. kind of spot. I I'm definitely know sure. from the series of like 2006 to 2011, probably, or maybe even a little bit earlier. Um, there were some really good years in there, and you're probably mm. bang on. There were some crazy swell years. Uh, yeah, it was definitely the year for me. So, actually, then when it's happening, it was like the first time I, I went to Saint Louis during the IBA uh, event. You remember in Reunion? I was yeah, when yeah, Alex Yuanga yeah. won. So, actually, it was like complicated to get to at those times too, but it still made the camp, but it was aware about what was happening so that's why you remember you have some some um some guys into the into some boats to was looking for maybe some sharks getting close during the event it was that that problematic yeah wow so you guys had people circling the lineup do you have jet skis mm -hmm. or boats and boats it was boat with the sonar you know like to see if something getting close to them I think yeah, wow. you guys, maybe, maybe guys like Jake Stone and everyone knew about it. For, of course, I can explain to you <laughs> what they did live at, at, that, at that time. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I, yeah, and it was yeah. a sharky place. And Les Archers, it's a sharky place. We know, so we all know that. what are the sharks around the island? Are they bull sharks, tiger sharks? Like Bull shark, tiger sharks, sharks. yeah. Most, sometimes okay. there is what... One great white shark that get lost and then you get close to the to the shore, but I think he, he he go away straight because then there is too much of the population of the bull sharks and the tigers and everything. Yeah, I was just gonna say like that's such a hectic territory. Bull sharks and tigers are the most aggressive yeah. out of all. And actually, like in 
to be a part of the story, like 20 years ago, they kind of was where fishing was, uh, was bull sharks. Okay. So they, they kind of relaxed and kind of get like quiet. They didn't attack at both times and not quite often like nowadays. And, and then during those years, the government too also say like, uh, ah, you can fish those sharks because they have ciguatea, na, na, na. And a lot of um, eco, eco, eco organization, I was stopping everything like this too at those times. So we kind of stopped. And then we quit uh, the human activities also uh, because of the, um, of the reserve marine. Okay. Like it was a reserve into the West Coast, into the, into the big, actually, uh, uh, part of the island where like mm, white sands and a lot of reefs and a lot of coral. So it's full of fish. So people was wow. like always fishing there. And then the government said, no, 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 now it's forbidden. So we cannot stop to go into the water and you, you can get really big, big fine if you, if they find you into, into those area. Okay. It's like, it was like maybe 350 euros, like something like that. Or the, just, just the normal one without fish just just if they saw you there Jeez, so you can get like it? wow oh, yeah. yeah they made a lot of money with that that's why maybe uh, the government like didn't want to change the situation at the time they just say oh, okay the sharks okay but so we can do nothing and we stop we you, you just you guys don't go into the water bureaucracy and political bullshit kind of surrounding these decisions it wasn't really done in the best interest of the of sharks course. or the reef it was more kind of done in regards to or for <laughs> us or for the population they, they didn't yeah. care they didn't care yeah. because it was winning a lot of money yeah fucking money though but now they've ruined an ecosystem not an ecosystem it's, i can't remember what the name yes. is system is but like you know they've they've ruined an, a natural part of the world now because they've allowed an imbalance to occur essentially it sounds like that's what i'm gathering yeah yeah of course they, they did change everything but actually we had the solution at this time and we were trying to move in things but they, they just said no, no no we don't really listen what you say you guys so we're gonna call like some specific um uh, guys at the time like to, 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 to study everything in Reunion. So this is pretty much the same as we said. And things didn't move. And then they started um, an area, like maybe six years after that or seven years after that, uh, into the most famous beach uh, in Reunion, where I started, actually, Bougancanot, uh, in Reunion. It is at the West Coast. So it is really famous for the people, you know, because it's a long beach, like, white sand and then it was it's nice weather there is shops around and everything so um, they kind of try something but then after eight months the sharks get in and i was there it was like firing this day the first time i saw this wave normally it's like it's not a good wave but it's like good to to bodyball you know you can do it it's a long wave so you can do drop knee or you can also enjoy a bit of corn, but it's not like a variety of moves. I get, yeah. 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 This is not like a perfect wave. Okay. Actually for, for bodyboarding, there is more perfect wave in Reunion for that. And 
So the, the sharks get in, and we kind of what felt. What did they try though, Robin? Like, how did they try and keep him out at the start? The sharks? Yeah. You did mean? they try and put yeah anything out there? Like, they put nets? Did they put like? Yeah, they put know? nets. They put nets around it, so it was a big area. But that day, there is kind of big swells. It was like six foot maybe, six wow. foot, and sometimes like eight foot set. But with a lot of water, not not barreling all the time, but lot of water, and they could easily, with the direction, get into the nets with the waves, you know, and get out with the waves, even if it was not a set, because every wave was like uh, above the nets when the wave was coming. Okay, it was like uh, one little set of four foot or five foot. It was you you could like actually get in. You understand the yeah, no, the fish exactly cool. and and then like it was like crazy that day because it was like pumping and then there was no one in the water this day and we could felt something's gonna happen. I felt it. I said to some friends, I don't understand why no one is there. It's pumping. It's eight o'clock. Why no one is there? So during the day I used to have like third time, and with this fear inside, you know, like this sixth sense, like you know something is looking to you. If you're connected to the, to the to the ocean, you can feel, you feel that. Anyone could say that, yeah. So um, I start to try to avoid this thing in my head because sometimes you get paranoid, and you know you get into the shit of the well, okay, maybe something's gonna happen, and 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 it's like just fears blocking you or just hallucination, okay. But it was happening, so. We start to surf the whole day and everything, and then at 5 p.m., the shark. So it was shark, literally like, just you and like pretty much no one else out for the entire day. Uh, yeah, I, we were five, and then during the day, like the swell can drop for three hours because of the low tide. Okay, so people yeah. did get in because they saw us the whole day surfing. Okay, so they it kind of can. Um, Change to the eight foot of the morning, barreling and firing like to four and six foot, like perfect with the low tide. So of course everyone could get in at this time. So they like maybe twelve or fifteen people in the water at at five p.m. and then the shark get in, and then he attacks the the most uh, physical guy and most corpulent, you know, at the moment in the water. He didn't really try to attack the the most uh, the less how uh, could say it, like the most weak guy. He tried to to bite the strongest guy. To like Do you reckon to the shark to... knew? No, huh? Do you reckon the shark knew that like that was the stronger of the the swimmers, bodyboarders, or just like general? Yeah, he was a bodyboarder. He was a bodybuilder. He was like, he, 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 his name is Laurent Chardin. Now he's like pretty much famous into the bar. Uh, made some medals into Olympic stuff, huh? I think. Yeah. Um, wow. he, he lost an arm and some legs. And I was kind of talking this day because I saw everything through my eyes and was like, we kind of think everything was done, you know, like it was finished. And maybe we had some hope about the new, new future in Iranian because we could surf and blah, blah, blah. And nah. 
it did happen and then it get to the, the strongest guy. I mean, like the tallest and then the most uh, strong too. He didn't try to, wow. to attack the weakest. So it was like a kind of message like, hey, I'm here. And it was like that one shark, it was three of them, two littles and the mother. And they all came at you once? Yeah. The little first attacked because two of my friends was, was in the water nearby the guy. So just imagine the, the little shark was two meters and he crossed the 15 people around like one kilometers and then he, he, he sharked the guy. So everyone like could see the sharks around them going straight to the other guy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and, they were and like then like a pack formality. Uh, what? They were, they were like hunting in like a pack. They were hunting like exactly. together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's pretty it was show, It was like alone. showing the way. The mother was like showing the way to the littles how they could get in and charged uh, <laughs> into this area, no? into the nets. Wow. Do you reckon they're starting to take a liking to human flesh over, over there? Uh, don't know, man. It was like crazy. Wow. Some people get some people get we get a big trauma, of course. Everyone. Everyone. Yeah, that was hey, you're watching people die. So he lot well, didn't die that did he said he lost an arm. This one like... no, yeah. This one this, he, he wanted to die, but then the actually like the lifeguard was getting the jet key in and out of the water, you know, they didn't use it the whole day. And then they saw they saw the attack. I was one of the first actually to see it. Because we saw like uh, four people taking the same way, same wave, and it was like two foot wave. <laughs> the same, those four guys like saw the sharks like straight going into them, in, you know, like wow. past. And then they go chase say, okay, maybe I, a big, big set, a huge uh, set was coming, but it was far away, you know, and say, it's impossible they saw this set. Okay, it's impossible. So uh, why? The four guys is taking the same wave when it's perfect wave and waves for everyone at this time. So I understand pretty much quietly. And then I switched my 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 sight and it was in front of me, like two in, in front of 100 meters, and then it, it get shocked. It was crazy. And this so, this totally changed my life. At, at this time, I said, okay, now, now I'm done. Uh, I want I to go. So- what so I we we had this story just before we went off on that amazing story. We had the story you at 2012 going back to France because of the shark banning exactly. And then it was after that, it was after that long period. So, in, into the French um period, I was like into a international business school and I made like three years. And then I was say, okay, stop, I want to bodyboard, it's not the way uh in France to do it. I had quite good waves and quite good spot huh, to surf like Osegar and Cap Breton. I was quite going there, and but it was not enough. It was not enough, and I I was I did get back to Reunion because of the of the nets and everything. And at those time, I, I had a stop in Lanzarote. It was the first time I get to the, into the Canary, and then I, it was the first time they did the Kemao class, actually. And I Sick. and I was yeah, and then it was like wow, maybe. One day I will be able to do that. So how gonna I can do it? So I start competing for that. 
And what year was that? It was like the Kemao class to get invited into one day into this event. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. It was, like, so... it was like it was like um, maybe eight years ago. Six, okay, six so, or you, eight years. so you viewed it eight years ago, and then when was the first time that you got that you got inducted into Lanzarote? Yeah, into Canary Island, but it was like yeah. for for um, for practice, you know. Like I had to spend three months here, and then I get back to France, then I stopped the 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 business school, get back to Reunion, try to live in Lanzarote, didn't work, get back to Reunion again, kind of works, uh, blah blah blah, and and then showing more friends, even getting charged, and then it was like, nah, stop. Stop it! It's too much. I lost one quite close friend. His name was Crapo, Alexandre Nosak, and we were like kind of surfing every day the same way, like to the Turtle Bay. Like... Yo. Robin, you there? Robin, man. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I've still got you, bro. Still got you. Yeah, you okay, just, okay, perfect. You, you were speaking about your um your your friend that you lost. Yeah, about Capo, yes. And uh, we were kind of um, surfing every day. And it's, it's someone is calling me. That's why it, it sometimes stops. Um, and That's then the... We were like spending the most time together, the whole community of bodyboard at this time and surfing community too, because we are close because no one was surfing at this time. We were like like maybe 20 guys surfing quite often every day, looking for waves, you know, because everyone stopped at this time. It was too scared. What were you doing in your spare time? Like, What were you hanging out doing? Uh, I was like some working but it's like it was frustrating i was getting in the water every day even with the shark crisis then because you you can kind of switch i said okay i can die into a car accident in something i don't want of uh, a human factors can be like wow could be like something you don't really deserve so why will not spend my time into something i like and into i'm passion and it was like kind of because of the trauma too uh, i couldn't sleep for Maybe one year and a half after that. Like, oh, so you had a brain. I, I was, yeah, yeah. I was like getting tired every day, like doing 60 kilometers by bike and surfing also, uh, sometimes running and everything, and also surfing. Six yeah, yeah, yeah. kilometers. Yeah, every day because the, the, the Turtle Bay is like at, at 30 kilometers from my home. That's quality. Because I was, living, I live in the woods. <laughs> Fuck, bro! Your so, quads must be solid chunks of steel, brother. Yeah, at that time I was like, I was sick. <laughs> 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 but now it's like in Canada, in Canada, I do, I do really less. I do really less, of course. But at this time, I was focused. I was focused. I wanted to get the physical uh, abilities, and then I wanted to get tired too because I needed to sleep. And then at nine or ten, you try to get to sleep, and then. Because of the trauma, at two, I had nightmares every night, seeing the shark um, scenarios and mm. blah, 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 every, that day or every night. Um, 
every date that something happened, my brain kind of recorded, even if I don't uh, look into which day we are, my, it's like the brain remembers the day, okay? So the day before, the day of, of the attack and the day after, if I get shocked by the past about this attack, I can't sleep. I had insomnia. No oh, man, that's so heavy. Have you have you learned to um, work around it, like any techniques or like that, or like has it just been? Kind of- yes, I, I kind of take this time uh, to meditate. So I've kind of used that time when I get insomnia and everything to, but to stretch, to to think about uh, everything, so I try to avoid uh, uh, those kind of thinking because it was like. Pfft, too much okay and of course uh it kind of takes sometimes but now i'm used to like if i don't sleep i say okay i take it like okay that day i'm not gonna sleep i'm gonna sleep more further i'm gonna take some rest or take it at yeah. as at his best i don't know i'm listening a lot of motiv- i'm listening a lot of motivation uh speech a lot Pretty much. It's kind of really aid me to relax. Epi, mm. what's your favorite one? Mm, uh, guys who talk, uh, speech motivation. Okay, so I'm, I'm pretty much fan of uh, basketball. So I'm listening uh, to Kobe Bryant motivation, of course, motivation Sick. speech. Uh, David Goggins. Oh, yeah, I know David Goggins. He, he's <laughs> <hard> <laughs> <motherfucker>. <laughs> he's so you kind of feel like a... A shit when you listen to him, so he push you to to go go forward. <laughs> See, and f- few guys like could quite not not name them because they mix a lot, you know. When the speech of motivation, but I pretty much lo- love the story of the underdog. Yeah, yeah, but I feel you. I saw that in one of your Insta posts too, man. Especially in the front on pro, like, wow, you were definitely the underdog, but it did not show up in your performance. You were going ham, brother. And I just wanted to touch on that. Like, being from Union, <laughs> yes, yeah, it was super impressive, man. And like being from a Union Island, obviously you've got some amazing reefs over there, and and the whole shark thing is, is is comes with a heavy heart. But like you've you've honed mm. your skills, but. At front on it seemed like you've got a real connection with that that wave in the ocean there. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that, man? Because it was very of evident course. in the front on pro that it was just like you were banging out there. So back in the days, the first time I saw front on into a movie, it was like the within cast, and I've kind of blew my mind. And I say, okay, that's what bodyboarding is like doing, and it was that's the thing, and that's the way I need to go and to surf one day. Uh, so I kind of try to to go for it, and and I don't know. It's kind of shocked me. And then I say, okay, one day I will go. And then the first time I went, it's like, wow, this wave is crazy, and it's not like in in the movies, like so hard to surf, so close to the reef, so close to the shore, and it's shallow, like water moving pretty much. So I I, I knew I, I had to reconfigure it in my surfing into those waves. I was doing I was doing great technically, and I could do at those at those time like quite good maneuvers. But I was not like uh, used to those kind of waves because in Reunion we don't have that. We don't have slabs. What, what have you got then? Like I thought you had pretty like epic kind of peaky oh, reefs. 
Yeah, we have like tricky waves, waves and long waves also. So you, so you can practice lines and the flow also like every, uh, every the same configuration. Like for example, in Turtle Bay, my, my favorite one is like the, the ramp is going straight into, in, into you. Like it's the same ramp all the time. So it's kind of easy to perform. Yeah, it's like an OC, maybe an OC can sometimes can get like OC pipe. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so it, but different part, you know. And for the technical part, it's like helping you a lot. You get really like, for example, when I started, Charlie Chaplet was doing inverse in into Turtle Bay. I was like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> it was like the yeah. most impressive things I have ever seen. It's like two moves in one. So it's kind of a dream that I start to work on that. No, no, no. So get back to front on, and then I get a pretty good connection with it. But it was like not to push the the ego surf. You understand? Uh, but the first wave, you are really uh, you you get to reset when you get into the water. So you really have to surf it like with with everything you got. Yes, but you can't surf with your ego. Because then the wave gonna punish you. <laughs> Have you ever All been the punished, time. Out there, Robin? Have you ever been an? Of course, <laughs> of course. I get I get pretty uh, bad situation, but into the bad I get into good situation too. So I didn't get like smashed into the reef, big big uh, at big problem because I always surf there like all aware, like all the uh, sense on. <laughs> always respecting. Like, what? Always respecting. Yeah, always respecting. Always. Even of on even on small days, because that's the day you're gonna get hurt. Definitely, man. Sure. That place looks so shallow and so volcanic when you see those drone shots on your Insta too, looking down. Yeah. Um, at the reef and it looks much almost like pipe in Hawaii. You see those or backdoor even like those scar like scrapes exactly. the yeah. reef and there's little caverns and little boils and it's super gnarly and it just looks so enjoyable on a boog. Even the small days, like I know as you said, looks way close to the rocks, but so many fun bowls, man. Can you just describe what it's like hitting a bowl out there? Um, the vision you have or the sensation? <laughs> uh, it's a sensation, I, like especially off like an, an, an inverse, like, you know, an inverter reverse. Like that, that, that's got to feel amazing with two moves in one and you get a different viewpoint on the starting and the landing, which on every move you usually do, but very different um, kind of rotation, so to speak. Yeah, and I, I think it's like really um... – easy to do but you have to disblock something in your in your mind i mean you have to be able to see opportunities and see like weakness as a as a as a strength too like when you're doing some invert and you tweak too much into into the inside so that's actually a weakness for people but actually it's a strength to make some other moves you know and to combine the, the reverse with the invert. You understand? 100%. Well, let's just look back to Tanner's performance. Exactly. In Eureka, man. And on that body, of course. Man, 
exactly the same thing. He goes, I hit that invert. I probably would have done an aerovert any day of the week, but I hit that invert and started over-rotating, and I exactly. had to go and invert aerovert because it was exactly what you were describing. It was that rotation. It's the tweak of the body. It's natural to go that way. Exactly, and if you go full on and full with the inertia, it's done. It's like even easier to make that from an invert or just a simple air reverse. Dude, but definitely. You, have- you hold your top body really well for that, Robin. I've noticed. Like, I wanted to highlight mm-hmm. it um, in the intro, but like, I'll say it to you now. Like, it, you you use the top half of your your body really well because it directs the bottom half, and you can see in your air reverses. You're you're already rotating before you almost get to the lip and leading your lower half from the top half. It's something that like I've seen in a lot of surfers that can just do air verses on um lock two. Like it's it's really impressive because it's biomechanics one oh one. Like it's it's just letting your body do and you watch footage of it back backwards and forwards. Like yeah. it's, so, it's so legit, so, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm kind of um used to stretch things a long time. And that's kind of funny story, but he, the guy who helped me to to handle those scorpion things, <laughs> because I've seen it on footage before. Like ten, when I start bodybuilding, I say, "Whoa, this is hard for the body." So you have to get ready for that. You have to get ready for that. So the guy who helped me to that was Jacob Romero. You remember the aga standing he, he, he's doing when he get when he get into his. Uh, out of the of the board and is two feet on the on the top. Who was that? Sorry, I'm, I'm I miss it when you say Jacob Romero. Jacob Romero. I, I, I don't know who that is. The, the Hawaiian guy, Jacob. Oh, Jacob Romero. Jacob Romero. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not you, my fucking. I've got too much uh, too much deafness in one of these ears, buddy. Got to get a bit of a. Um, no, no, no problem. <laughs> so you remember, you remember the Aga standing is is doing sometimes for the funny things. Jacob like Romero, he, yeah, he's getting two 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 legs up. Oh, as in like not a fully you know Craig. Exactly. Yeah, and then that's kind of the move that helped me like to strengthen my my lower back. As in holding your legs straight up like that. Exactly. But it was like a funny thing that I was doing like 10 years before. And then that's kind of helped actually because you get scorpion pretty, pretty quite often to bodyboarding actually. When you do a late drop, when you're doing um, some move sometimes, doing invert and everything. So if you don't have the control, yeah, of course, of course. And if you don't have the control of that, it's like you... Not you fuck, but you lose a lot of stability. And yeah, sure. You need to be very strong in the core and use your hips to be able to like drag yourself through the water. That's why <clears throat> the term drag is such like a relevant exactly. term in, in like in bodyboarding. And that's the best thing we've got over um, surfing to like to a degree. Obviously our board bends a lot more so we can get under lips in a lot of steeper situations, but the way we can drag our carcass and get so much time inside the barrel on the phone ball it's such a sick device for it man like it's oh it's a good it's a, it's a good thing the bodyboard it's a good thing yes actually and that's that's i didn't really realize i did the scorpion you know <laughs> at the time at the time when i get out of the water 
they show me the footage and I say, wow. <laughs> I didn't well, all those I didn't... exercises have just been helping man because that's exactly why I, I was just like fuck like how did you just not not now hear it how did you not even even feel your leg it was like nothing nothing happened because it was eye. like it was crazy. it was full inertia it was like I, I was going with the movement you literally were just barring up like a fucking scorpion on heat ready to strike, brother. Like the legs <laughs> came over so quickly that it was almost like a little mama defending yeah. the baby's nest. Like it was, yeah, Robin, it was, but that, that, um, that bowl and that, and that comp and that flare up from you was incredible. It put you on the world stage, man. Like, is it, is it true you don't have any sponsors? Uh, no, I didn't. I don't. <laughs> and, what, and that's a funny thing because when I start bodyboarding, I I've kind of was a dream to win, to win some event one day and without sponsors, and I pretty much get close. Uh, I, for the, for, the, for the yeah, and for the story, um, I it started to switch in Reunion because I I went back to Reunion like uh, three months ago. And my kind of mother said to me like, no, but the bodyboarding is not going to provide you like something one day, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, the bodyboarding nowadays, like someone like searching to, to make work, everything's work, you know, any way he can or getting some uh, giving some classes, like working too, is not like the same as before they get paid for everything. To go surfing, you know, it's not the same as, as before. We pretty much know everyone that. And for the funny story, I, I, I won in Saint-Leu, in the local, uh, in, my, in my local place, on break. And uh-huh. then I get back to Gran Canaria. Four days after, I, I, I had the ETB, the European Tour Body Ball. And I won two. <laughs> And it really? was like kind of, yeah, it was kind of crazy, like two podiums in a row in just one month. No, it was like in two weeks, in two weeks, actually, two wow. or three weeks. And then one week later, it was the front dunking. So you were just on a and winning streak. You were just feeling. Yeah. And, and then I, I kind of find the, the right tools to make me feel like I'm in free surfing during the comp. And, then and how like, do you get into that mode, man? Because that's a hard one for athletes. Exactly. But by the years of frustration and everything, I kind of like, if I get into the competition mode, I can't, I can win, but it was not the same reward, okay? And when you lose, when you're in the competing mode, you get frustrating, you get like uh, so overwhelmed, exhausted and everything, get, okay? All the bad things. But those bad things help you to find some way to avoid that situation. So I'm kind of used that to get into when I go free surfing. Actually, with the trauma I get to Reunion, it was like uh, you go straight into the water and you go for one hour and say, okay, I have one hour. I don't want to stay too much because then the sharks can get closer and everything and saw you. So I go 20 minutes and I destroy everything and I left. So it was so the same kind of everything. Like bowls, barrels, just, just exactly. So anything, any wave could uh, come to you. You go straight. So any wave is an opportunity to 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 perform. Okay. 
So it was those kind of um, of session I had in Renew when it was a shark crisis, like quick, short, and intense. Wow, that's a good. And then it's helped exactly, and it's helped me all the way through those years to to make to prepare me to into the competition mode, actually. So that's so nowadays to have like a full on fun. power session of twenty minutes and make it yeah. worthwhile with moves and almost treat it like a heat without even knowing you were treating it like a heat. That was exactly. your routine. Exactly. Like every day. In getting into the competition mode, but for me, because I wanted to 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 get better, of course. It was an obsession. And then when you get seed, you get things and na. But in Reunion at the time, I, I I was like, you know, into a circle. You, I didn't, at, when you did everything, then you say, okay, so I'm not, I'm into my comfort zone here. Because wave in Reunion is comfort, it's comfort. Like, it's like not pushing you into the out of control, you know? Like front What is the most out of control? Like for you, do you reckon front on is the most out of control wave you've surfed? Front, uh, no, no, no. Uh, for example, Aguero, the, the wave, the hole, nearby front on. You, oh, yeah, you okay. guys know? Near, okay. This kind of waves, for example. Like it's wow. some big set, some big set can come and you don't see nothing and then you get smashed even if the in the lineup, those kind of things. So they can even take you out in the lineup without even being on a wave. Exactly. Wow, that's heavy. So it's, it's, it's that's wave, and that's wave working only if front on is too big. <laughs> wow. So front on has to be fifteen foot then, pretty much. Mm, nah, but it's like when it's the big west swell, it's like Aguero is on, and it's like as powerful as front on. For me, like sometimes more. Jeez, that's insane. Mm. That's cool. So mm. the Canary that's Islands. Queen. Are, that's the queen. Your, <laughs> yeah, that's the queen. I think Craig was mentioning that on the last party. I'm exactly. Sure. Of course, of course. You get you yeah. get destroyed. Everyone, that wave also, you can surf with your ego. If you if you do for it, you can get smashed into the reef without noticing it. I get, I did some some someday in, in, into a competition. I almost get uh, drowned. And you could see like stars, everything. It was like, I didn't get out, I didn't get out. And then it's like, wow, it was crazy. <laughs> and then wow. I get smashed and even didn't notice. And I get out of the water, it was like a big, uh, big blue in, into, into my arm. I say, wow, I did touch the water, I did touch the, the reef and didn't understand it. Because it's Jeez. too much water moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous for me. It's, yeah. And it's a big ride. So I use, to surf only left, you guys know maybe, but I like rides like this. Why big do you like and, that? And like that? Like, like you when like you, big? not when it's only big, but only when you get into lines, you know, when you can perform with lines and with the flow. Sometimes, for me, the most difficult wave I had to surf on the right is like front, is front on, because okay, it goes straight like, into the reef. It's like it's it's different. It's not open wave, you know. It's like it's yeah. getting the the arm of the wave into the reef, and that's really hard to read. For sure. Have, have you come over to Australia and had the pleasure of surfing over here? No, I, and I will, of course, and I hope we we share some waves together. Oh, that'd be epic, man! Yeah, yeah, always. Of welcome. course, of but, course, um, I will do. 
That's yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, uh, my next goal. Um, I was like thinking about it like a few weeks ago and say maybe moving moving on into Australia just for a few months and to try and to work and also yeah. discover like waves there could be like a great option before anything. Feel like a nice holiday visa or something in the winter. Yeah, of course. It's like it, it gets pretty much easy for me because I'm I'm French, you know. So yeah, I, I will yeah, yeah. definitely go, have a go, have a go. Of course. Sure I don't know if it's next it. year. I don't know if it's the year after, but of course I, I will give it a go. And so I'm a pretty good fan of that. Louis too. So I always say to him, I'm going to visit you this year. I'm going to visit you this year. <laughs> oh, well, man, you got to go over and visit him in West Oz. Have you seen his most recent um, edit? Oh, rampage? Be, like how yeah. reverse lad. Man, I get pretty jealous about Louis because I told him he like he did the 720 before me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a goal you <laughs> Yeah, of course it is. I I get pretty much close, but uh, I didn't get um, the um, the inertia like to continue. I get like too high and then I fall, you know, into into the wave. So where was this at? At Fronton also. Yeah, cool, sweet. Front on is perfect to do the front on is perfect to do seven twenty. Yeah, is at at any size, at any size, because any and when it gets tricky, like with the west swell and the north swell, and they get like two peaks in front, it's like maybe like Nugan, but it's like smashing you like really, really high. (laughs) Wow, so then you've got to you've got to judge which part of the wave to be on to get to the ultimate line, like how to get through it. Again, I I pretty much have an advantage about that for sure for about the reading that left because I'm I'm used to it. But I I, I would like to thank the Canadian guys because they teach me at first at first how to surf the left that good. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm gonna have to ask you like that that was evident in the comp. You really knew the reef, so so you were just on the in with the Canary guys. You listened to what they were saying. They laid down the the Ten Commandments, so to speak, and you just lathered it all up. Like, how did it all go down? Because that often doesn't happen to people that just stroll in town. Mm, no, <laughs> not maybe no. Um, but I got like pretty uh, fall in love with the people there because they are the kind of same as respectful as Iranian people could be. And it was like, okay, if you respect them, they're going to respect you. And then it's just having a good time. And then it's got through the years, they could see like I was reaping and I was like into like, okay, I don't go into the sponsor, sponsor things. I just want to free surf and blah, 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 and get better and get better because the, those guys are firing and reaping all the time. And it's kind of hard to get into their level at first for me. It was like they get, they're doing like big airs every day. And it was like, okay, <laughs> how can I get into that? So that's why that's how Fronton helped me to, to discover that kind of surfing for me into the big air time. And definitely, and man, that's just mm, one of the best ways for it. I has to be. Of, of course, it's a skate park. It's like pff, bodyboard park. <laughs> crazy <laughs> crazy all the configuration you can have for the right for the left and and it just have some fun man and then the Canadian guys like pretty much helped me to because they understand what I was going through and 
about the shark crisis, avoid, avoiding my life in Reunion because it was a big sacrifice. Getting out, staying out of the families, um, everything actually. My island, the lifestyle in Reunion is crazy. That's really like getting you. Uh, it's it's really like you get stuck when you're in Reunion because you get into too much comfort zone. It's too good. You understand? You're like living into the paradise. So every day is like a blessing and everything and then so but it's not helping you like to 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 perform at your best actually i think it just limits and you also too you'd have like only a limited amount of people to compare yourself against it's a very small population isn't it like how many people in reunion island it, it, they are really good huh? they're great we have great riders you, you could see it actually uh, at some even like you can see like Clément Lodeo at uh, at Maldives oh, and Ziggy Cavier and I've yeah. surfed with him, bro. I, I definitely, especially Clément, he's an absolute legend. Like I, I don't, um, of course, I, I I I don't at all think this the skill level is bad. I'm just saying, like just general population wise, like if you were to go somewhere with 20 million people compared to some place with one million people, the odds are you're going to have a larger group of people to to exactly. surf with or against. You know what I mean? And, and like. You guys are so isolated there in such a beautiful way, but then also too, like not not a place that's often frequently visited. It um yeah, it's a different dynamic. So like it, it's just mm. yeah, it's incredible to see what comes out of there really for such a small place. But like yeah, what what is the population, man? Uh, about the population, what? Of what do you uh, mean? Reunion Island. Uh, it's a mix actually of lot of cultures, but I, I was saying that a few days ago, like it's the same, only maybe only the only place in the world you could get like eight religions different, eight different cultures and they all work out together. Like they all respect the things of everyone. So ah, this one is doing his, his thing, nah, nah, nah. okay, I respect it. The, uh, the Catholic doing those things, okay, we respect it. We accept it. The Muslim things and everyone likes kind of unity. That's why the name is Reunion. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Eight different religions and cultures. Man, I was just looking at your population. You guys are currently in 2023, according to Google. Yeah. According to fucking Google. Um, yeah. <laughs> 981,796. So you're close to a million. That's yeah, that's definitely a lot for sure. For a small island, that's heaps when you think about it. We we have a lot of problem of traffics about uh, the cars and everything. For example, you get easily like get into like stopped during uh, one hour in, into into you know like the traffic. Easy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Every day. In- Every day. What are you it's doing crazy. in that? Traffic? Like, you listen to podcasts. You listen to Luke's Lounge. What? <laughs> I said, uh, uh, during, uh, during that, that, yeah, uh, during the, the trap, oh, try to <laughs> to listen to the radio, but the radio put the same song and again and again and again for one hour. <laughs> so you just kind of <laughs> look the landscape <laughs> and try yeah. to not to not get uh, uh, an accident or something because people are pretty crazy there too. One hundred percent. But if you ever get a chance, mate, you know the Spotify's right there. Plenty of good potties. Not going to just give it a little plug again. But Luke's Lounge, it's there for a little. Twinkle, if you ever get bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you, oh, Robert. Fucking... Yeah. Bro, um, like, 
you you competing so well on this year's tour, and obviously is um, really motivated to go bigger and better next year. What are the goals for 2024 for Robin Lagrosse? Um, I'm gonna pretty much go with the motion and with the flow with everything happening lately. I just want to be sure. I really want to go into some places that I'm um, motivated to. And I will do some some few stops, few events. For example, I knew, I know the first one will be in Morocco. So that's a new place to discover and to enjoy. Of course, I will do Fronton. I was thinking so maybe it was. Oh, at the start, man, especially with your French heritage, it'll, it'll obviously be a little bit easier at times. And um, yeah, mm. just a sick place to visit. Have, have, have you ever been? No, 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 Bro, never. Such a, sick, such a sick place. You're going to have the time of your life. Like, the people are amazing. The food's amazing. Yeah. The waves, as you know, are amazing. I would, I would, for example, love to be into Australia. I know the Shark Island is gonna is gonna run, but this is crazy. I can't, I can't just go there. For me, like Shark Island is like the difficult one. <laughs> I will go. I will. If you're doing front on, I think, you know, from all reports from a lot of bodyboarders all around the world that have surfed pretty much all these slabs, front on sits high up there, and the island is is definitely a crazy. You know, slab and it's it, it's own right. Exactly. Come on, bro. I like, think you know, I will I will, will handle it. I will handle it, but I I I know it's gonna be a special one. This one, <laughs> and yeah. I'm really looking 20, to 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 discover places now. I just want um to enjoy what I what I just did, and let's see what the future have. No frustration because actually what happened it was like kind of get off ten years of of uh, wondering if something's going to happen one day. And I was like almost giving up on that. And I said, okay, no, but maybe you're going to st- stay free surfer for your whole life. And it's not for you on maybe this and that. And, you know, I'll, I'll, all the sabotage um, the human mind can do. That's why I'm listening to a lot of motivational speech because that's the tricky part. If And if you trick your mind, you, you could really, really, really do great things. Definitely, man. If you train it properly, you can do great things. I think a lot of the wins um, and a lot of the success that people have in in life, you know, in any stage of life, whether it be in a sporting Mm -hmm. arena, whether it be in the bedroom with your partner or whether it be like in a political debate or just like doing your best at work and getting promotion, whatever it be, the mental side of things is so big, eh? It becomes... It becomes the exactly. the big percentage against like the physical side of things. I feel and so many great sportsmen have echoed that you have to be mentally prepared and happy to do. And that's the uh, and that's the hardest part for me, actually, because at, you you say it like as for me, you see like my performance at the at the final day, and I was the only day I was into my line maybe because I was into the free surfing mode. The, the days before, I tried to compete, to compete, and I finished second, 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 like into six, six hits in a row. I get to the second place. It was kind of frustrating for me because I, I wanted to, to make it first. Of course, I was, I was getting some good waves, but I wanted to, to put it a, a bit more, you know. And I've kind of avoided that. And on the last day, I said, okay, just flew and just enjoy what's coming to you, listen to the wave as you always do and it's going to work. 
And it definitely did, man. But yeah, I'm just thinking, um, I'm, I'm, it, it, it definitely did. But for 2024, like you know, that that's great. Go the flow. Definitely keep riding this wave of success that you're on, and keep. Let's see what the EBC gonna gonna propose. Let's see gonna what's gonna happen. Actually, it was a dream to go to Arica, for example, to compete one day. But maybe I, I heard they're not gonna run, and. No, no. A lot of a lot of things happen lately. You know, you guys knows, and I just kind of look into it, look forward, and don't want to 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 push it too much. Yeah, yeah, dude, for sure. Mm. But I was I was just kind of saying on with that, you know, classic Australian ramble. I still I have a lot. To, I still have a lot to learn, and I still have a lot to give to the sport. And I want it. I just want to push that as much as I can. Out of the limits, like people think. Uh, actually, uh, my main goal is doing big airs, of course, and I want I want to to be known about that and what's what's motivating me. And but also I know like it's just for me everything. And then one day I just hope like doing things for me gonna help the sport like progress and 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 get it to what the the real recognition we we really deserve. Yeah, dude, definitely. I'm just thinking like, you know, with your 2024 campaign that like you would be wanting to pick up some sponsors. What's the go there? Mm. Like are you, you going to be putting like, you know, um, uh, a wanted kind of poster out there? Like, you know, <laughs> is, is, is Could, be, a, could be like wanted. Like, <laughs> yeah, wanted sponsors, please. Or like, you know, Robin Legros needs you and you could just be all yeah, dressed up. Of course, in pretty much fight. soon I I will ask for something because if really they say like they, if the people like what I'm doing, I think they're going to they're going to help me out for sure. And but I I I really want this option if if I really need to and I can't do something. For the moment I just want to manage like as I did the 10 past years like uh, working hard paying my things and everything and and in, into the sponsors if someone can help me but into my real goals then let's go on but then if it's, if it's them to push me to do something I don't want it's like okay man just I want safety first for example okay the, I just want to be sure of that but I know I have still a lot to learn and I want to, to push it as much as I can that's what I'm my main goal for, for for the next few years, I think. And to discover the new places, surfing good slabs, because I loved that. I really loved that slab. I was I would wanted to to be a um, slab hunters. On the slab YouTube. Yeah. It, but it's crazy because sometimes you get into bad, bad situations. So I'm kind of okay, we're gonna stay with this, but less. <laughs> Just yeah, enjoy yeah, I mean, long waves too, <laughs> dude. I I think any any sort of slab, be it like two foot or up to ten foot, up to the slab hunters, whether in the fifteen twenty foot range, like with the Nathan Florences and the Kip exactly. Caddies and Russell Yerks and just anyone who's on an absolute slab hunting mission. Um, but you know what I mean. It's all kind of relative, Robin, and and, and exactly. I, I was, Thinking about what you were saying before about working really hard, bro, and just uh, all, all the things you've had to do to pay your way and, and get to, to where you are today, and you obviously sound very dedicated. You can tell, 
you've got the discipline to do what you want to do and you put your head down when it counts, which is fucking epic. And that'll get you a long way in the world in general, not just in bodyboarding. But what's the hardest job you've ever had to perform to save money to go away or to get where you need to be? Like what's the kind of a job that you're like, mate, I'm never doing that again. I can't really say uh, every works is hard works if you really get into it. Like, but there is some of them is more physical, some of them is like more into the mind, and but they're getting in some ways like the same. Uh, you get tired at the same point, you know. It's like it's working, but um, I think uh, it was back in the day in Reunion. I was like uh, maybe a waiter. It was kind of harder sometimes, but it it is okay too. I mean. I didn't really, I think hard work, like a discipline thing, because at some point I was motivating every day to go to do things, but how do you get motivating to get into your dream? So it was a discipline. So the discipline is doing the the things you don't want to do. So I'm kind of focused on that. Everything that everything I don't want to do, I do. Like for example, it was like, I don't want to do, yeah. Like, what are the at things first, you at, f- at first, yeah, exactly. At first, was like, uh, I don't want to take some right, so I go, I go take right. Uh, you don't want to, for example, uh, do a run, so go for a run. Uh, you don't want to do that and this, and so do it. That just explore that that part of you, like you do, you want to avoid, because that's actually the grow, growing part. And that's what I'm really looking for. That's the discipline I, I apply every day. So I wake up pretty much early. Like I, I pretty much like it. Then I get into the meditation, then get to the sea and see how, how it goes after that. Sick. And the meditation in the morning really gets your mind clear? Like kind Oh, of- yeah. Oh, yeah. I really need it. I really need it. If I don't do that, it's like I'm, I'm a different kind of person. So every day yeah. for the front... Every day before the front on and during my life, I was doing the same thing as I do every day. That's so, so then you don't retain. So, yeah, because if you change few things, like it's gonna disturb your 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 way. I mean, how how things work for you. So I pretty much did the same, and this year we get pretty much lucky because they did um, with the north part of the wave the move was like good rewarding. And for example, we can talk about, you, you, we talked about the uh, uh, Tristan, for example, uh, eat. Um, I get my back pretty hurt at that second backflip. <laughs> it was crazy. I didn't land because of that actually. And it's just the wave that just smashed me and just really take my body into bad situation. And I, and I had like pains for maybe like three weeks, one month after that. So you were injured for that amount of time after that, like is in like a really yeah. sore low back. O- about yeah. the back, yeah. And then into the round five too, I get my elbow like really sore, really sore. And thanks to Lewy classes <laughs> because it helped me so much to relieve the pain and relieve. I really need to get rest. Imagine like I had to compete and on only left 
in Reunion and in the UTB2, it was more left. That's what's working for me on the sand. And after that, front on too. And I wanted to go right, but sometimes in competition, you, you really have to go. We were talking about that with Tristan. And like, he tried to play um, the other part of the, of the comp. Like, he was trying to do left because now he's pretty much good at it too. But you kind of too much, uh, you lose your, your, your strength. Uh, you lose your strength when you're going like the other way. You understand? I don't know if I explain well. Like no, he no, was no. I know what you're talking about. You've got a favorite He, he was looking left, but if he stay on the right, he, he, he would have destroyed me. And he would not disturb, you know, into looking into the both direction. And so what's he said kind of my... just having one, one way of riding and just going in one direction where he should have been open and just gone and played yeah. as he saw in front of him. And that's pretty much funny because I was into the same mode as him. Like I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to take some right this years and maybe lose, but I'm going to learn how to surf more that right. So I'm, I was looking for some right and I said, no, 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 Robin, stay to the left, stay to what works for you and just enjoy. And it was like, at, at this point, you just only free surf. Yeah, for sure. And is there anything going through your mind when you're surfing, Robin? Like as in when you're just in a mode, are you, are you in like a clear like cone no. zone mode? Where, like, totally not. And, and just totally not clear. So I've, when I'm connected, and I feel everything with my art. I can, if I, I can use that, it's natural. But uh, my mind is like pretty much like putting some wood into my wheels all the time. Or maybe that, or maybe this, na 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 na, na all the time. That's helping a lot for the combos, for making combos like, oh, maybe do a roll there, and oh, no, on the spin, and then a backflip, and then maybe an air reverse there. And you see, like, to get into those you hiding mode, we can say. <laughs> It's helping a lot, yeah. but then I need to really slow down sometimes. Like for example, in Kemao, the only thing I I missed is like I I'm I'm going so fast that I'm missing the the a really good part of the wave. Was was you understand like that? Yeah, dude, I know exactly exactly what you're ta- talking about. And talking about going fast, man, how was um, your Lanzarote comp recently? And think about those air bowls. Like, you were skimming across those waves, man. I get really frustrating on the first hit um, because I didn't catch a wave until 11 minutes left. It was hard. It was hard. And in, in really? my mind, the highlight yeah. was sick. It was long ways yeah. between sets. Yeah, and it was like big set, like not good. At that time, I go into the water, and then there's the bad direction came, and the oh, the wind yeah. like just changed during during ten minutes. Came out is like crazy about that. It's changing all the time. Every ten minutes, every fifteen minutes, it's changing. So the Canary Islands, the wind swirl a lot because it's so out in the, the ocean. It's not getting the direct wind. Exactly. Wow, that's crazy, yeah, because the landmass will always get like a strong flow of westerly or a strong flow of easterly or what, what, like, whatever it is. But you guys, just because you've got so many systems going around you, you're just getting different wind all the time. Yeah. And actually it was like it 
it was like kind of frustrating. And then I really start to to say, okay, you have to really move to if you want to make it. And then I really start to to get into crazy mode. I had the chance to get into this extra mode when I'm in into the competition, like everyone could be. And then it's like um, I'm doing things I know I can do, but I pushing a bit more the the risk. I don't know if like I explain that, well. No, no, I know what you mean with that air verse. You like especially with that one. It looked like you pushed the landing pretty hard. You ah, yes, yes, I landed, and then because the judges didn't saw saw me on the front, and then the formula just washed me. But I did land. Uh, the, I put the the footage uh, into into my Instagram, and it was like I land, and then it washed me away. But actually, I was first at that time. I didn't I didn't know, I didn't know. So I get out of the water like pretty pissed. They say, okay, yeah, you 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 lose and everything. And then they say they say I'm first, and it was like a relief. You're like it's so crazy for me. I I screamed. They gave you the land. No. No, they didn't. They didn't. So you, they, you they actually, won. yeah, because it was the invert, and that invert was crazy. I, I didn't tweak too much, because I get pretty scared. I see myself what, one meters above the the reef, and it was like getting uh, into the triangle. You know, I was getting the two parts of the waves gonna gonna destroy me, and the the wave before I try an, another invert. And I tweaked too much, and then my leash was under my arm and my legs, doing some the wash machine. I didn't know where I was. I drink water. I think I was gonna touch the reef so hard, so I get scared, and then, and then I get out of this and say, okay, don't try to do too much. So then I get another biggest ramp, and I try it, and I say, okay, but do or die. <laughs> <laughs> And you went hard. And then, I, went and then I land, and then I land, and I was like, oh, I escaped. I escaped from a bad, bad, bad situation. It yeah, was, it so was. Landed out like and and out of kind of harm's way there. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oof. I was, I was not claiming because of the move. More or less, it was. I was more, more claiming because I was alive. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Especially on a heavy section like that, like it yeah, was drawing serious. So water. dry. You can see, like not. Too much people are trying to fly on 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 this part of the wave. At yeah, because the, at the, yeah. Gnarly man, but you had a huge line into it. Exactly what you're talking about, like a big swooping, direct line straight to that. Bowl. Exactly, and I was going to to it before, and then the wa- the waves just told me like, no, not here, the other one, the the other part. So I just kind of redirect things. Redirect my line and then okay, okay, this one, this part, and then I did. Skits, bro, so skits, man. Robin, you really have man, to listen I, to the wave. Yeah, you, you honestly do. You honestly do. It's one of the biggest things, and I can tell you do, man. You've got like a real, um, a real connection with the ocean. It's, it's undeniable. And it was again shown in that fronton comp, and again at Lazzarotti, just really good, good reading, bro. And it's such a skill yeah. that. Um, true watermen have and it's and it's a hard one to teach it's usually just learn from time in the ocean and having an obsession and passion with it so doffer the cap to you sir yes 
So sick, bro. And just thanks for coming on the potty, bro. I'm yeah. to wrap it up. I've had thanks you guys for having me. Oh, bro, fucking! I've wanted to have you on for so long. As I said in the intro, since that front on comp and I heard some whistles about you even before. Hopefully, that. we and share we share a bigger bigger conversation one day. <laughs> Dude, hundred percent. We can go time and time again. The best thing about these potties is you can just do them time and time again, and it's not the it's not the um, last time we'll be on for sure, Robin. I, I'd love to chat some more, bro. But thank you for your time. I'm looking for it. Keep on booging, bro. Keep on booging. Yeah, Come always. Show us what I, will, I will. I will do. Love it, man. Love okay. It. We'll drop us a line when you're out. Yep. We'll do, man. All right. Keep safe. Speak soon. Speak to you soon, guys. Thanks for everything. And hi to everyone, to the bodybuilding community. Thanks for listening to this crazy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oi, and at the end, I usually, I've forgotten the last couple of times, but I want to give you the pleasure of choosing the fade-out song um, that you'd like to play here, man. Is there any music you'd like to add to this, Robin, just to sign off on episode 61 of Luke's Lounge? A song, a song I like. I like to, to, to close it, you say? Yeah, man. Any song you want, bro. It's all yours. Uh, the Ten Crack Commandment of Biggie. <laughs> the Ten Crack Commandment from Biggie. Sweet, of man. course. I love that song. I, mean, I was listening it all the way during the conference. It's helped me a lot to disconnect and, and get into, into it. Sick, man. Well, Elliot, bro, roll biggie and, and yeah, let's sign off with Robin. Cheers, my bro. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon. your wig pushed back, rule number uno, never let no one know how much dough you hold, cause you know, that try to breed jealousy, especially if that man fucked up, get your ass stuck up, number two, never let them know your next move, don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence, take it from your highness, uh-huh. I done squeeze mad clips at these cats for they bricks and chips, number three, Never trust nobody. Your mom's set that ass up properly, gassed up, hoodie the masked up. For that fast buck, she be laying in the bushes to light that ass up. Number four, know you heard this before. Never get high on your own supply. Number five, never sell no crack where you rest at. I don't care if they want an ounce, tell them bounce. Number six, that goddamn credit, get it. You think a crackhead paying you back? Shit, forget it. Seven. This rule is so underrated, keep your family and business completely separated. Money and blood don't mix like two dicks and no bitch. Find yourself in serious shit. Number eight, uh, never keep no weight on you. Them cats that squeeze your guns can hold jumps too. Number nine, should have been number one to me. If you ain't getting back, stay the fuck for police. If niggas think you're snitching, they ain't trying to listen. They be sitting in your kitchen, waiting to start hitting number 10. A strong word called consignment, strictly for live men, not for freshmen. Uh-huh. If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no, cause they gon' want their money, rain, sleep, hell snow. 
follow these rules, you'll have mad bread to break uh -huh. up. If not, 24 years on the wake up. Slug hit your temple, watch your frame shake up. Caretaker did your makeup. When you pass, your girl fucked my man Jacob. Heard in three weeks, she sniffed a whole half a cake up. Heard she suck a good dick and could hook a steak up. Gotta go, gotta go, more pies to bake up. Word up, uh. Crack King, Frank Wizard. Uh. 